All right, welcome to episode three of Notes from Dad to Son. I'm Chris McKinnon, and this week I wanted to do something a little bit less heavy than the tail end of the the last episode. You know, I kind of brought up some some stuff that. You know, it was difficult really dealing with at the time and, and really to speak about after I'd recorded that episode. Caroline wanted to listen to it. So, you know, she's heard it before it even um, went out. And um, we had a chat about it after all that. So, yeah, things, you know, things are obviously markedly improved greatly um, since the times I spoke about in the last podcast. Anyway, not to dwell on all that, moving on to this week, you know, it's a, a lighter theme and it's going to be called, this episode's called, What is the Soundtrack to Your Life So Far? And it's kind of been inspired by a suggestion that a colleague of mine has had at work where she's wanted to do an activity with some of the residents in the theme of um, a radio programme called Desert Island Discs where you would like chat about um, music that would t- take with you somewhere um, and have that with you if it was the only music you could have with you and they'd chat about why and all that. So you know, not greatly familiar with the format, but here we go. I'm going to chat about some of the music that has been with me throughout my life. And, you know, it's not all music that I enjoyed. I suppose probably the the later entries in the list would be music that I'm more likely to listen to. But some of it is just stuff that's kind of been there in the background of whatever I was going through at the time. Also, in the podcast description, I'm going to be uh, sharing the playlist of all these tracks so that, you know, if for some reason you haven't heard the music before and you want to check it out, you'll be able to do that by checking out the podcast link. Um, sorry, not the podcast link, the, the playlist link in the uh, podcast description. Okay. Also, um, you know, the best way really to check out um, where you can listen to this podcast if it's, you know, if you're hearing this on Spotify and you'd rather it on some other platform would be to just go to the podcast homepage, which is anchor.fm slash notes from dad to son and anywhere that the podcast is being distributed um, you'll be able to find links on that page so without further ado I'm going to be going through each of these uh, things in turn and these are basically from uh, the start of my life up until present day I've narrowed it down to five, six, seven, eight nine tracks 
and given that I'm 37 years old this month, you know, I think 10 tracks is a reasonable amount just to go with for an episode. I could have spent ages and ages, but never mind. So, yeah. So the first track is by Culture Club and it's Do You Really Want To Hurt Me? And that is the song, apparently, that was in the UK charts at the time, somewhere at the top, um, on my birthday. And my dad is, you know, whenever that song has ever came on, he's always pointed that out as if that should have some great meaning to me. For the record, I don't particularly like it. I'm not fussed by it. It's just one of those songs that I would hear on the radio quite frequently and, you know, do my best to try and avoid um, the, the radio at work. Thankfully, never plays this song. You know, it's smooth radio we listen to at work and I hear George Michael so many times in a day and he's, um, you know, just giving these really whiny songs. Um, it's funny, you know, I'm like meant to be talking about Culture Club and I'm already getting started on moaning about George Michael, who's not related to this. Okay, so getting back to this song, you know, I think that the one time that I could kind of laugh at this song in context, I think it was featured in that film with Adam Sandler, was it The Wedding Singer? And you know, its use in that film kind of made me laugh and, you know, it was kind of almost a nostalgic hit hearing it at that time. So, there we go. I mean, it makes sense to start with the, the piece of music that was likely to have been played or heard around about the time that you're born, I suppose. So, there you go. Okay, next on the list is Agadu by Black Lace. And this has been described as one of the worst pop songs ever recorded. And, you know, when anybody says Black Lace, they only ever mention this song. Um, although similarly they've done others at some point. So the reason this is on the list is because my dad is always keen to remind me that at some point when I was a baby if this song came on top of the pops or the radio or whatever my face would light up and I'd be jumping around and dancing and all that which you know I'm glad to say that you know that only happened whilst I was a baby whereas there were plenty of grown adults at the time who would be doing the same in clubs and really looking forward to it coming on top of the pops and on the radio and you know shame on you guys you were old enough to know better <laughs> but this is just you know something that you know I'll always be reminded of by my dad and I will probably always think of my dad whenever I hear that song for that reason so, get on to the first 
piece of music that really had any uh, lasting impression on me in a positive way, I would say. Um, this would be Jean-Michel Jarre's Oxygen album. And I remember being about four or five years old when I was living in Corsford in Johnston. 44C Ettrick Terrace in the Masonette. And my mum had this music centre in the living room. You know, the kind that had the mixer, the, the turntable, the bit for the radio and the tape machines. You know, one for playing and the other for recording. And a collection of LPs underneath. And my dad had LPs as well. But um, at some point I must have became fascinated with the process of putting on a record and playing it and adjusting the the switch that would change the speed of playback and probably did this to one of their LPs that they didn't want to ruin and you know you're always told not to be jumping around as a kid when the vinyls were on because obviously it would get scratched. So anyway, they got me a turntable of my own. I don't know if it was just a spare that they happened to have, but it was a standalone turntable. And they gave me uh, this album, I suppose because they weren't fussed as to whether that would get damaged or not. But I remember the artwork for, for this album. It was... It was like the world, planet Earth, but parts of it had been peeled away to reveal a skull underneath. And it was kind of scary to look at. And it was also at the same time quite eerie and fascinating to me. There was something about it that I, I really liked. And I would put it on and, and listen to it just at, at standard speed because it wouldn't sound any better except for the speed that it was played at and I think that album was the first album that really had any real influence on me because round about in 2006 when I was making music on my own which you can also check out on Spotify if you like I'll put a link in the podcast description um, you know, this electronic ambient kind of music. This was the one of the main influences, I would say, of me for that style of music. So next on the list, I have The Locomotion as um, sung by Kylie Minogue. And the reason this sticks out is not because I like the song, because I'm not really a Kelly Minogue fan, but at five or six years old, or however old I was, going to Ford Bank Primary School in Corsford in Johnston, it was a school disco. And I think it was a Valentine's Day school disco because I remember the DJ being up on the, the stage of the hall 
taking requests from boys and girls of what song to play and they would read out love notes and all that kind of stuff and I had a, a girlfriend at that time who would come round to the house every day before work before work, sorry <laughs> before school um, and she would always arrive quite early she'd arrive at my house about 8 o'clock in the morning although I lived like not even a five minute walk from the school and I think her mother was a nurse or something and that was the reason why she came round to us because she had to go to work and there'd be nobody there to look after her kind of thing but we were very close and you know really close friends and she decided that she wanted um, the DJ to play this song for us and um, read out that we loved each other and all that and I was really shy, I didn't want anything like that to happen nonetheless it did and then the locomotion came on and I remember just being there, everybody else is dancing to it and I hadn't seen anybody dance to the locomotion at that point and it was weird, everybody was doing the same dance and I was watching because I didn't know what to do and then people noticed I wasn't doing anything and then they were laughing at me so yeah that's how this song stuck out in my list you know innocent times I suppose next after that I've got Green Jelly and the Three Little Pigs song and this would be from a time when we had moved to Renfrew, staying on Paisley Road and you know my dad had satellite or cable TV, I can't remember which it was by this point but the point being we had MTV more or less for the first time and MTV was amazing in those days it was just music video after music video after music video of different styles of music you'd get all these great shows and this song came on one day and my dad and me and my sister were just watching it it was like a claymation puppet show kind of story of the three little pigs to a relatively heavy rock kind of sound and the vocalist narrating the, the story uh, and I remember at the end of the song there was a disclaimer kind of thing and it said something to the effect of the moral of this story is that um, bands with no talent could easily amuse idiots with a stupid puppet show and you know it's like they were insulting their audience but I kind of liked that and you know we would laugh at that every time that came on Following on from that, um, I remember being about 12 years old and my mum was asking me what I wanted for my birthday and I've never really been that fussed about picking anything but we were wandering, wandering through the Satina Centre in Glasgow which had only been open for a few years by that point in time and 
we'd wandered past the Disney shop and I can't remember which shop we went into. It might have been Electronics Boutique, which later became Game. But there was um, a VHS video of the Street Fighter 2 animated picture thing. You know, it was my first introduction to anime, really. And I liked Street Fighter 2. I used to play it lots in, in the arcade at Berwick upon Tweet in the holiday camp there. And I later got it on Super Nintendo. So I thought, okay, this might be good. And we got this VHS. I remember watching it and thinking, the soundtrack for this is quite interesting. There was lots of different kind of styles of music on there. Um, electro kind of stuff, kind of dancey stuff as well. And kind of ethnically sounding stuff when, you know, Rio's in, in India at that point or whenever scenes involving bison and cigar were on. Anyway, there was a scene in the film and it kind of like became a, a, a joke amongst me and my brother-in-law that, you know, every anime that we ever watched always without fail had a shower scene in it. And this was the first shower scene that I had ever seen in an animated film. And it was Chun-Li in the shower. And she'd come out the shower only to be attacked by Vega. And the soundtrack to that was KMFDM's Ultra. And it was fast paced, it was heavy, the vocalist's voice just sounded like, you know, two concrete bricks being rocked together and the sounds of the guitars everything about it I just loved and yet throughout most of my teenage years buying music just wasn't something I did, I never did that but if I wanted to hear that song it might have been on MTV I can't remember but I would like fast forward the VHS just to that scene. And the whole of the soundtrack was disclosed in the credits as well, which again, I never paid any attention to for some reason. I don't know. I suppose I was a strange kid. <laughs> okay, so the one after this is by Smoke City and it's called Underwater Love and again this isn't a song that I particularly liked or enjoyed or went out of my way to listen to it was just this was this one of the songs that my boyfriend during high school really liked to listen to and I'll not mention the other one because it's just horrendous and awful <laughs> but you know if anybody is really curious about that they can go on the Anchor FM page and use the um, voicemail ask a question feature and send a message and if I get enough people doing that they'll maybe reveal what that song was at a later date and you'll all be disappointed well I hope you're disappointed because it's a terrible song so anyway Underwater Love um, it conjures up for me memories of Friday evenings, Saturday evenings in his bedroom and it would be early evening and we had another kind of friend or 
he wasn't really a friend of mine. He was more of a latcher on of his that looked old enough to be served alcohol, at least in the eyes of Quicksave employees in Shield Hall in Glasgow. And the drink of choice of my boyfriend was... Um, was a, a kind of rosy red wine... Lambrusco. I think it was called Lambrusco. Anyway, so it would send him out to buy bottles and bottles of this stuff. And he'd come back and, um, you know, we would drink that. I don't remember any of us getting drunk or whatever, but this song would be on because if my boyfriend liked a song, he would play it on loop for hours and hours and hours and you know if you weren't sick of it after the first lesson you'd be sick of it you know within a couple of hours of him playing it and you know <laughs> Underwater Love the title and the context that I'm talking about this song no it wasn't played um, you know well as it were, I suppose you could say we were up to no good. Nothing like that would be played, and we didn't really have anything played during those times. But yeah, it'd be one of those songs that it just takes me back to to that time of my life, you know, being fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, or seventeen, up to about sixteen at least, anyway. Okay, following on from that, this next track kind of took me back towards and was, I suppose, a gateway to heavier and darker things in my life. And it was on the the Frag, not the Fragile, the Downward Spiral album by Nine Inch Nails. The track is Piggy. And I remember being about 17 years old and, you know, had not long left school and it, the nights were dark because it was autumn. And my brother-in-law had made me a copy of the, the Downward Spiral album on these little black cassette tapes. Because his dad was a police officer and for whatever reason he always had these black cassette tapes. I think probably to be used for interviews or something like that. But there was a never-ending supply of them anyway. So he made me a copy of that album. And I remember, you know, listening to the album's opener, Mr. Self-Destruct. And then it would give way to, to Piggy. And, you know, from that really harsh beat of Mr. Self-Destruct to this kind of morose, really dark-sounding track. And it just really clicked with me at the time. And, you know, the, the bit where he says, nothing can stop me now because I don't care anymore. I was at a really low point in my life at that point. And, you know, I, did, I never talked about my feelings with anybody in those days. And to an extent, I, I don't really do that so much now either. 
except really on this podcast and with like the chosen few that you know get to hear anything but yeah in those days I'm you know I, I mentioned this in the, the first part of the podcast I wasn't in a great place shall we say for various reasons okay moving on from then um, I'm going to move on to Void of Silence and this track is on their Criteria of 666 album and the track's called Opus 5 The Ultimate Supreme Intelligence and again this was something that I would listen to it conjures up memories of autumn and rain and I had uh, a Sony CD Walkman that I would carry with me and this CD always came with me whilst I was at university and I would always have this track on pause or ready to go really whenever you know I was get setting off out from wherever I came from the tracks about you know I think from the perspective of, of a soldier who is just you know battle weary and almost numb and not really sure of what they're supposed to be doing with their life at any point you know feeling somewhat traumatised and scarred I suppose and uh, the whole ambience of the track is it was eerie and it was beautiful and and there was a heaviness to it in places it was all it was just perfect for the for the time of my life and I was about 22 or 23 or something at the time when I first heard it and that was my introduction to Void of Silence and I'd been I've consistently been a fan of them ever since so I'm glad to say that they are at the moment still going although they had split up for a few years um, back after their, their third album I think okay so this is the last track that's on this list and it's last for a reason it's because this is the track that you know if I have any say in having a funeral or you know getting this down on a funeral plan on time <laughs> and for the record you know just here this is the track that I want played in its entirety at my funeral and it's not going to be November rain you know people talk about having that at the funeral and it's like really really long um I don't I actually don't know how long November rain is but people talk about it as if it's long so this track is by Watain and it's They Rode On and this track really sums up the sense of loneliness and otherness and the the struggle I suppose that is life in the way that I have come to 
live it and have experienced it and that search for you know a, a path that means anything of value in life that is separate from what everyone else is doing which of course is what the left hand path is all about you know becoming your own true self and having really to to decide on how far you want to go in your search for your own morality and quest for power and and um, autonomy and you know what that can look like and and the kinds of things that you end up having to sacrifice along the way you know there's the secret in, in life that you you have to make decisions and you have to make choices in life or at some point they'll be made for you and it's better really to make those choices of your own volition and have a say in what you're you're giving up really but um yeah that's a whole other whole other topic of discussion I can get into later on so that basically rounds up this week's podcast and it's a little bit shorter than um, the previous episodes and indeed the certainly the Halloween episode that's still to come so if anybody wants to check out the the list as it were check it out in the podcast description and if anybody you know wants to lampoon me for having the audacity to have some of the tracks on there feel free to leave me a note on my last FM not last FM, Anchor FM page and there's just one other thing just to mention um, using Anchor FM at the moment from the UK there isn't a way to monetize this podcast because the the service they use for paying people who podcast through Anchor FM doesn't pay outside of the US so I've got to work around this for anyone that wants to support me and I'm going to be throwing out some bonus content which I'm having a think about just now um, my workaround is to have pre-orders for my podcasts on bandcamp.com and basically what people will be able to do is to be able to pre-order um, a month of podcasts at a time and you know you'll have like a, a list of the the episodes that will be up there um, prior to being broadcast as it were and it's not going to be expensive I will only charge really a pound for for a month of these uh, of course I'll let people pay more if they wish so the link for that is going to be in the description of this podcast as well as all the others 
But for anyone listening that wants to check out just now, it is notes from dad to son dot bandcamp dot com. And that's it for today. Thanks for listening. And this was recorded on the 7th of October and will be going out on Thursday, the 17th of October. Thank you.